0: We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch, and as a remnant, repair as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case.
1: Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are on uh, mid-December, the Friday of uh, End Times Friday.
2: Good morning.
1: We've had uh, a pretty good discussion we had of the uh, kind of the uh, Antichrist and the beast and uh, the mark of the beast uh, that we've had uh, in uh, you know, several over, actually about over a month uh, period of trying to describe it and understand it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, interesting enough, um, this is this is one of those interesting, by the ways, um, yesterday, uh, Elon Musk, you know, who's obviously got... Uh, big time technology guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a company. One of his companies is involving uh, neurological devices. Oh, interesting! And um, he has his hands
2: in a little bit of everything, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> um,
1: and he um, has successfully developed a uh, a microchip. That is can be implanted in a person's brain.
2: Oh wow! Oh, uh, that's interesting. I have heard of things being implanted in hands yeah. on trial basis in certain areas, but didn't have not heard of it being implanted in the brain yet.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they've done it in animals, and he just announced okay. he just announced yesterday that they're ready to start human trials uh, to put it into the human brain. Uh, wow! It would be uh, the purpose of it on the outside of it is to assist uh, disabled people to be able to function better uh, mm-hmm. ne- neurologically because it can it can do things that the, that their current brain isn't doing well. But uh, what caught my eye is that uh, it was a microchipped, you know, put in the head mm-hmm. uh, and maybe, you know, and this we've always talked about. The mark of the beast and, uh, you know, is, does that ultimately become a method to mm-hmm. uh, be able to, again, have a device that can uh, evaluate somebody's microchip that has been put in, into their head somewhere, you know, right. so. Um, Isn't it
2: interesting when you look at things like that and you see, I mean, we can, we can track technology throughout the years and see something invented for a very positive use that then oftentimes gets flipped to something else ultimately. Right. Right. Uh, you know, so it's, it, it's a very interesting thing to watch. I had not heard about this. Yep. Yeah. So
1: it's, um, uh, again, it's, it's, um, as we, uh, in our day and time. Uh, We can, we can look at um, the end and it's always imagining, we know the statements that are made in scripture, uh, that the mark of the beast uh, is there's a mark on the forehead. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that to be true. Right. Uh, Of course, you know, for, uh, you know, for the last two millennia, people have uh, tried to identify what that is. Right. And how is that possible and how does that work? Um, And now for us, with cell phones that can do face recognition, and then these devices now that microchips that can be put in, planted in people, uh, it's for us, it's just, ah, now. We're
2: seeing the technology catch up to the prophecy. Now I can
1: see how it works, since Mm -hmm. that's really always our question is, well, is this the time? Is this the time? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the closer that we see these things, it's like, huh, uh, now we understand possibility. And like, for example, the, uh, the one world government, which always was the big question for me personally, is mm-hmm. how does that work? Particularly when it happens, the tribulation begins under one world government, the world willingly accepts it. Right. Um, which... Personally, I thought, boy, that's going to be something because I don't see how nations would accept surrendering their sovereignty to a one-world government easily, and isn't that going to be a lot of resistance? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, then we saw COVID, and basically the world came under one-world government of the WHO, the World Health Organization, that said everybody has to function in a certain way, and interesting enough, everybody did did, Mm -hmm. willingly. Um, right now, it didn't last, um, and there was resi- there became resistance to it. But it was like, oh, now we can see the possibility.
2: Right, and you can see when there's that common impetus that affects everyone. Yep. that can be capitalized on.
1: Yep. Um, another thing that just happened uh, came out. Information just came out uh, is that um, uh, U.S. household debt, which is primarily credit card. Hmm. Uh, had jumped the highest since 2008, which when we had the last collapse. Wow. Um, And it just surged, you know, to a point where uh, they believe because of the pressure of it and they, and they, and they just obviously see the magnitude of it. uh, There's two things that have happened. Credit card rates have increased dramatically. Right. Uh, So now P and people are playing, um, you know, twenty percent, twenty four percent interest on their credit card debt, mm-hmm. and it just it just uh, doubled in volume um, over the last several months because people mm-hmm. and, and the and the uh, implication is is that because of the inflation issues of fuel and food uh, right. and a variety of things, which by the way um, uh, are going to be maintained, and even even the Federal Reserve has said that likely to occur into 2024 uh, people are getting squeezed on being able to afford just everyday living and then are using their credit card ultimately they run into a problem with that Mm -hmm. and by the way that's what happened in the 2008 collapse is that um, and it was primarily mortgage driven Mm -hmm. where people were having cheap money buying houses that were too expensive for them to pay ultimately they couldn't pay it and then the debt went bad and then then the the institutions behind it uh, you know wound up collapsing um, and caused the whole uh, potentially it was the whole banking system was about ready to come down you know because of it so um, it's just an interesting thing uh, that you know these things are happening and then uh, one other uh, piece of news is that uh, diesel uh, fuel Uh, is now in short supply, and this is worldwide.
2: Oh, Uh, now this affects trucking greatly, right?
1: Yeah. So think about uh, worldwide. Mm -hmm. Who's the big user of diesel? Trucks. Right. Moving things around. And uh, the cost of that has skyrocketed. And it's not only just the cost of it, but now the supply of it is becoming in what they call short supply.
2: Right. So what has pinched that supply over other things? Any idea?
1: Well, um, it's the um, uh, it's the lack of supply of the basic uh, fuel, which would be oil and gas.
2: Okay. That
1: uh, Russia, remember, has really limited supply to Europe. Right. Uh, Saudi Arabia... Uh, has not been able to, you know, meet meet that shortfall. In America, uh, the refineries um, aren't producing as much uh, because of the uh, environmental controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and they're not drilling; they're not doing a lot of drilling to add to that supply.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: there's a shortage of just being able to take the the raw material and convert it into diesel. Uh, okay, and because of that. Uh, the, uh, the trucking industry is going to be a problem and that'll hmm. translate into higher interest enough, that it'll stimulate more inflation. Right. Uh, because, well, not, and, have to and we're prices. still
2: watching, you know, when we're taping this, it's December 1st actually, but we're still watching the threat of, um, the trains going on strike, you know, the, that whole union going on strike and that will also affect if they do will affect prices and supply chain and stuff even more as well.
1: Yeah. And the, uh, the U.S. government, by the way, on that note, is attempting to uh, enforce uh, the uh, railroads to operate and not go on strike under certain, uh, you know, kind of regulations that they can put in place to try to facilitate, you know, the uh, resolution, but ultimately to prevent anybody from striking so that the rail system doesn't shut down. Right. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're facing all kinds of pressure. Um, as a result of that, and uh, as we look at you know, the end, uh, we've seen various uh, signs, and uh, if you'd go to, um, uh, uh, let's go to Matthew, let's go ahead and go to Matthew first, Matthew, 20, okay, t- sure. Matthew 24, uh, 1 through 9, wow. I think it is.
2: All right. Uh, Actually, actually
1: it would be three, three through, uh, three through, uh, 14, sorry, three through 14. Okay.
2: Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended." will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will wow. abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Yeah. Um,
1: so uh, that's always the question. <laughs> uh And the disciples were with Jesus, you know, as he's, you know, kind of discussing this. Mm -hmm. And their question is, uh, well, look, uh, exactly when is this going to happen?
2: Right. (laughs)
1: Um, And what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? Uh, And Jesus said, well, uh, first of all, uh, be careful of deception. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many are going to come and say, you know, this is the way and will attempt to deceive many. Um, and I would say that in our day and age, and partly because of the communication uh, technology that now is you know, so rampant and, and easily done, that um, all of the uh, discussion of mm-hmm. many, many ways to you know, God or many, many ways to heaven uh, or eternal life are being are being done, and people are deceived. And think about think about deception. Uh, how would you define, you know, deception?
2: That's a loaded one, <laughs> but really, just you know, being told something that's not true. Yeah. On the most basic level, something that is against truth.
1: Yeah. So it's um, it's presented and you believing it. It's presented as truth.
2: Hmm.
1: But it's not truth. Right. Uh, so, deception is that it appears to be true and mm-hmm. um, people accept it as true, but behind it, it's not true. Right. Um, and so, in today, for example, um, all of the different uh, ways or religions uh, that, uh, including uh, uh, what you would call would be that there is no there is no way to God uh,
2: mm-hmm. because
1: God doesn't exist um, is a deception right um, And so more and more and more and as evidence of that is that uh, the number of people even in America that has been very very high number who have said Christianity is true and Jesus is true um, we're at the lowest, point at the moment in the last several hundred years of mm-hmm. people in the America believing that. Right. Um, so Jesus says, be careful of deception, uh, and then goes to a different, even a higher level of it so that, um, it's fundamentally the, the first demarcation is, is Jesus the way to eternal life? Mm hmm. Um, and, uh, that is highly uh, under uh, attack and deception is rampant so that a, a, really now a majority of the people in the world would say no.
2: Right. Uh, and real, a lot of that simply comes from, um, it's deception, yes, but it's also this um, culture that has bred this idea of self and, and the way that we think as being superior to other things. And people really have a hard time understanding, well, how could that be good? You know. So my idea of good must be good, that there's not a standard that we can go to on that. And they begin to put their self, their own thoughts, their own ideas above that of the standard of the word of God. And so then there's no reason to believe that to be true. How could that possibly be good? Because that would mean this person who grew up under Buddhism is going to go to hell, you know, and and it's hard for people to wrestle through that if they have not seen, known, or experienced God and truly believe his word to be true. Right. Um,
1: And the, uh, (laughs) uh, it always strikes me when it's kind of right in your face, literally, Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, with our technology, uh, the word, uh, take a selfie.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And now there's actually products that you can buy to assist your ability to take a selfie. Right, um, right. And it's all about me and let me show you me and where I'm at. And wow. it's not, and in my life, it's all about me because of the word selfishness wow. and selfie. And it's really, like you say, uh, rampant. Um, mm-hmm. So the first demarcation is that uh, the truth of Jesus is becoming less and less uh understood and the deception that well that's not the way it's this way Mm -hmm. is getting stronger and stronger and stronger so jesus is referring to that that's going to get
2: stronger and then the second and it really kind of comes in that if i were god i would do it this way so that must be truth right 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 (laughs) right. and then the second part of it is for christians
1: uh and we'll get into this uh, perhaps even in the next session uh and paul speaks to this but um Yes, you could be a believer, and mm-hmm. yes, I believe Jesus is is, uh, is you know Lord and Savior, but um, I start to be deceived about the life of God and my life in that in that relationship to God, so that for example, um, there's a, a rejection that the Bible is true. Right. Uh, so there's a large percentage of believers. Who uh, uh, either overtly say it or, or, or inadvertently say it. And here's what I mean. Right. If if you say, and they've done surveys, do you think the Bible is true? That percentage is becoming less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, people can say, "Well, I believe the Bible is true," and the next question, "Do you follow it?" Right. Well, no well, then really you don't believe it's true or you, you don't really accept it as being true because it doesn't matter you know, to you. And mm-hmm. so um, more and more of the generations of believers um, are having less and less confidence that the Bible is true so that, and we talked about this, good then can become evil and evil can mm-hmm. become good even to a believer who says, well, yeah, it sounds pretty good to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Even
1: though the Bible is completely different on that point, but either I don't even know the Bible and don't care, or okay, yeah, I see it says that, but I reject that as that was written a long time ago, and it doesn't apply anymore. Well, that means you don't you don't trust the Bible is true,
2: yeah, uh, well, and I just insert there because depending on where you know where our listeners are from, I just wanna um highlight something that you know if you're from the south the idea that somebody hasn't read the bible or doesn't know what is is a or what's in there is a really a foreign concept because it is so you know so socially acceptable to at least have a bible in your house or something like that <laughs> and so i just want to highlight that is not the case even throughout the us i mean you come to the northeast and the number of people that come to our church in particular even because um, because we meet in a mall. And so people will wander in not knowing what they're walking into sometimes. And you get in these conversations and you realize they don't even, they've never looked at a Bible, never opened one. And when they are told what the truth of the word is, it's amazing to see what God does with that. But I think sometimes in America, we're so callous to thinking, well, everybody knows the Bible here. Everybody at least has heard it that we don't recognize the call to still share his word to truly share his word and to be willing to give people bibles because there are people that we run into daily that have never seen one that do not have one in their house right and that's just in new england you know i don't even know what the rest of everything's like but i think we need to not take that for granted in the u.s yeah
1: that's right um and then go down to um uh, read it again, verses 10
2: through, uh, 13. Sure. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel is the kingdom of who is the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Yeah.
1: Um, and so he says that um, uh, that the world will become characterized by uh, offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the, the name of the Boy, game... Boy, we see that now, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> the name of the game is offensive and betray one another and hate one another.
2: Mm-hmm. That's um, cancel culture right there. <laughs> there it is. Yeah,
1: and that's what's yeah. happening is that, and this is worldwide... Mm-hmm. Is that um, it's now moved past, because remember, the life of Christ, even to, to those who oppose us, is what? It's honor and respect. Mm-hmm. Love, grace, is, I understand you you think differently. I understand you, you uh, uh, even can uh, oppose what I say. But would you be willing to just process together? And I'd like to mm-hmm. listen to you and you listen to me uh, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, and my role would be to give you truth as I know it. And of course, you're going to tell me your truth as you know it. And then we'll try to process further to come to some conclusion. So like, for example, um, this is where, you know, was the, was the United States a Christian nation? No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, Interesting enough, the entire premise of the United States, when it was formed, was freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. And that was, we are not, because remember, they came from Europe. Right. And Europe, for centuries, is, if you're going to be part of my country, you're going to have to believe and and agree to believe to these religious things, Mm
0: -hmm. which, by
1: the way, was the whole Reformation. In uh, Martin Luther, where he said, no, you know what, um, what you're teaching isn't true. Mm-hmm. I've, d- I've discovered the truth. You know, we now need to have a different viewpoint toward this. And of course, they tried to shut him down, but it spread so uh, uh, big that it formed a whole new way of doing church, which is, you know, called the Church of England uh, and the whole Reformation process, to pr- what's called Protestantism. Right um, well, even even that and this is what happens, uh, over time, that became the state religion, and then they, they were telling the people of England, the people of Europe, you have to believe this mm-hmm. in order to stay with us." And, and then the, you know, then they said, "Well, wait a minute, we, we want to do something different." And so they came to a, a place called America. And when they formed up the Constitution, they said, "We are never going to let the state dictate people's beliefs." Mm-hmm. And so it was called freedom of religion um, and free speech, by the way, uh, so that you could constantly, uh, and they did it on a, on a basis of honor and respect, and that you know, were the founding fathers, a lot of the founding fathers Christians? Yes, but it was all about the freedom, And the ability based upon uh, the love of God, which was honor and respect and grace in the middle of disagreement. I'm not going to force you to make a decision on something. I'm going to discuss it with you and let you make your own choice. Um, And then we'll together, by the way, this is what democracy was all about, is together we'll vote on what we believe collectively is the best way to operate. And we did it through this amazing uh, revelation really came from God was mm-hmm. uh, the presidency, the Congress, which by the way, were two parts, Senate and, and House. Right. And then the, the judicial system, which would interpret the law. Right. And no, none of those three would ever have the power
2: Right. It really created a true balance of power, a balance yeah. of power.
1: Um, and so, uh, by, by the way, what happened and we've seen it, um, over the last, you know, 50 years is that, uh, the judiciary went from interpreting and, and make, uh, and mm-hmm. reinforcing law and to making law mm-hmm. so that even today, which by the way, is creating chaos. So today, um, uh, if you look at abortion, for example,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the uh, uh, Supreme Court ruled recently that um, you know here's new rules on abo- on abortion, and now uh, it can be challenged in a court, what's called a lower level court, and say, well, we've decided it's this way, mm-hmm. and then that causes now because that's that is taken basically as the new law. And then it's re-chall- everything's rechallenged, so that's why it goes into chaos, because courts can now decide something and say, "Well, this is what we've interpreted," and it doesn't matter what the people voted. Mm-hmm. We now set up, you know, the law. Uh, so uh, that when he says that division and uh, hatred mm-hmm. ra- rises, is you lose that essence of respect. Right, and that um, I have a position, you have a position, and and, uh, and you said the word, and this is by the way worldwide, is now instead of having respectful dialogue, right? What is the goal? Cancel you. It's
2: all cancel culture. Yeah, and
1: I'm going to stuff you and punish you because you don't believe the way I believe, and basically now it's a matter of power.
0: Mm-hmm. who's
1: got the most power, you know, to do a variety of things. Um, and by the way, it, it has impact. So, uh, you know, we, we uh, have seen uh, recently, this happened with Disney. Uh, Disney went pretty political mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what they promoted and, and what they believe and how they operated. Well, uh, there is a big population of Christian families that have children. Right. And so they canceled their streaming services, for example, and they mm-hmm. stopped sending people to Disneyland. And uh, well, that impacted their bottom line to to such a level that they recently just changed out their CEO. And the new CEO has just come out. And he's, by the way, somebody that used to be the CEO.
2: Oh, interesting. Came,
1: came back. Uh, they fired the guy that was promoting this political pos- position. Mm-hmm. And he made a statement. This is just a couple of days ago. Uh, we're going to try to go back to just producing content and we're not going to make any political statements anymore because our role isn't political, is to, to produce content for children. and we're going to try to take the politics out of our content. Uh, now we'll, mm, that's we'll, going to be interesting to see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, it's well, um, my goal is to, uh, and the word hatred there, remember Jesus defines it. Um, in uh, Matthew chapter five, he says, uh, it's really, you know, um, it's murder because it's, it's of your heart, of deep mm-hmm. anger that you're not willing to resolve with an honorable way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you hate somebody, it's, it's not, you know, because people would say, well, do you hate, if you're a Democrat, do you hate a Republican? No, but if you're deeply angry and trying to cancel them, Jesus says, "Yeah, you you kind of really are in a level of hate. That's why he he defines it this way. Is right. Um, it's not you're you're verbally saying I hate them. It's it's your true action underneath it all. What's your position? And the opposite of honor and respect is hatred,
2: right? Uh, and really, again, coming back to that, hating hating the sin. He wants us to hate evil, right? You know, but." The people, his people, his creation, that he, he wants us to love them and bring them to light, to truth.
1: Yeah, And then we know something. Jesus made a statement, uh, several times, Uh, how, what happens to a house divided? Oh, it falls. It falls. It cannot stand, which if you put two and two together, and this is why I think Jesus made this statement that, uh, you're going to have people oppose each other, Mm -hmm. uh, which means what? Division. Right. A house divided cannot stand. It collapses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When it collapses, it leaves the opening for something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we think of the tribulation, that's exactly how it works, is that the system collapses. And then the new system, the one world government, comes out with a solution to that, which is embraced mm-hmm. by the people. And interesting enough, primarily, except for a pocket of believers that are called the remnant, the world willingly then goes back to honor and respect. Is that, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, let's all follow this together. And because we're not back in division, we're back in, in a, 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 an approach toward this is a good idea and we all support it. And it has to go through the division, collapse, and then and then new proposal that everybody follows. So we, we're seeing that dynamic happen. Jesus said, uh, you're going to see deception and you're going to see uh, division that leads to collapse uh,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: then leads to the solution. So um, as we, uh, you know, we'll end it here and pick up uh, more of what does that mean for we believers and how do we process that? But we can certainly appreciate that we're in the middle Mm -hmm. Of of a rapid, this is what I call lightning speed. These things are coming true right before our very eyes. Yes. And, you know, therefore, that's the sign. And our question, Father, what do you want to show us about that sign in terms of how do we interpret it? What do we do about it? And then what do we prepare ourselves for? So we'll we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about that uh, next time.
2: Excellent. So fascinating to watch it all unfold. Thanks so much for sharing today. And if you have questions, be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com. And we'll be happy to talk about them. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yep. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry.